Welcome to the podcast. Join Nate and Mike, lifelong friends, as they discuss stocks and investing. The name says it all. This This is is Two Buds Buds Talk Talk Stocks. Stocks. All opinions expressed by Nate and Mike are their own. Please do not buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Welcome to the pod. We are live. It's been a minute, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, first pod of 2023. Yes. Um, I got to thinking too, you know, it's not often I get to see you, but you and I, we got to hang out and play poker for like nine hours. It was a long night of poker where we played three, three separate, uh, like sit and go style tournaments and it started got me, off hot and went, went down from there, but it got me thinking about the market. All right. Mm-hmm. So someone asked me legit, I would, I swear someone asked me, they go, Hey, what? is your stock pick for 2023. And I got to thinking about us playing cards and my approach a little bit the way in the past and definitely more so this year has been, I'm not going to overthink it, right? You get seven, two offsuit, you're not playing it, <laughs> right? You get a pair of Kings, you're playing the Kings. You get a pair of aces, you're playing the aces. You get ace King, you're playing, you're not overthinking it. So I actually responded, and I don't think this person even knew uh, my affiliation with the pod at the time. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what my stock pick is for the year. I'm going to tell you the stocks that I'm going to be buying. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to just tell you those. All right. And this Lay is what I me. said, and I rattled them off. And I have already been buying these stocks every trading day of the year. And I was starting to buy them at the end of last year. My first one is going to be my pocket Kings. All right. And I'm looking at these two stocks as one stock and I'm just not overthinking it. I don't understand how I don't have Visa and MasterCard (laughs) in my portfolio. All right. And I don't think you have to pick one. I'm looking at this as pure duality. I'm buying uh, Microsoft or Microsoft. Um, I'm buying MasterCard and Visa and I've been adding to them with confidence. And um, it's not a stock pick. That's just really one of the first batch of stocks that I'm purchasing for 2023. All right. Uh, first of all, before I, we move on, what do you think Visa MasterCard? I mean, I've owned those for MasterCard. I've owned uh, since since 2015. Visa, I think, was 20, 2017 for a while. Visa was one of my largest holdings i just uh kept adding to it like you and uh kept getting uh dividends for a while when i was doing options i was uh selling covered calls against my uh my position on it so i've lowered my cost basis over the years but like you said it's uh duopoly i just read something again today it blows my mind that uh visa can process something like seventeen thousand transactions a minute that's pretty, pretty impressive when you think about it. For all the talk about uh, cryptocurrencies and, and other things in the U.S. dollar, I mean, a company that can can do that many transaction, transactions that has that much volume, it's not going anywhere. I always say when times are bad, people don't have any money. They put everything on credit. When times are good, they just put more stuff on, on credit. So I don't think those those networks are going away. And, and you said there's room for both. I look at them as a pair. I, I, I don't know any other stocks that, you know, are so kind of put together. Well, I would say there's a couple that come to, they come to the top of my, uh, they come to, come to mind. 
Visa and MasterCard are probably best, but if I was going to own, I mean, I own Home Depot, but if I wanted another home improvement mm. store, I, I don't think it would necessarily, you would go wrong by owning the combination of Home Depot's low. And then when you think about the uh, sugary soft drinks, I mean, realistically- Coke and Pepsi, yep. Your, your portfolio would do well. So those, I put all, I mean, I put all those in that uh, that duopoly category that, yes, really, can you pick, do you, do you have to pick one or the other? No, if you just pick both, you will probably do very well. I would think better than than the market average long-term. And, and I'm looking at it to the point where if I'm, your dollar cost averaging $100 um, a week, we'll say, I'm just doing 50-50. Mm -hmm. Doing it split, we'll see how it goes. My neck, my second, and this is kind of a batch too, where again, they're, they're not as linked closely as um, Visa and MasterCard, but we all probably have too much tech exposure and not enough utilities and freight exposure. And, you know, I have the Apple, I've been adding to that. I have the Google, I have the Amazon, we have the um, tech ETFs and I've just started adding to Old Dominion mm -hmm. and it's more or less not because I, I just think I needed to add more freight and it's not like a FedEx or UPS. I think it's completely different. And I'm putting this kind of in my Jack 10 offsuit. I'm going, and maybe you can see the link of Old Dominion, Nextera. All right. And I'm not saying they're the same line of work, but this is a different batch where it's not tech. Nextera is the best of the best when it comes to energy. They pay the fat dividend. I'm still adding to my utilities, but they're kind of like my Jack 10 suited where it's um, not tech. And those are two other stocks I'm adding to this year. I would, you know, I see where you're going with the poker analogy too. These are like premium hands that you, that you play, just like premium stocks that you blue chips you want to own. I would say um, you could think of uh, Nextera and uh, Old D as Jack 10 offsuit Ooh, but if okay. you really right. if you, if like you really it. wanted to think of it yep. as is jack 10 suited what about this what about old dominion in waste management okay and i already love i love waste management i'm already adding to that too i think that's actually i think that's even better i think jack I mean, 10 both offsuit, industrials but both um yep uh they're 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 not the sexy stocks i mean nobody really gets excited to have your trash picked up nobody gets excited about 18 wheelers rolling up and down the highways but that's how our goods get to us so it just it makes me think that those again it's a qual quality companies just keep doing their thing year after year and the fact that they're both industrials maybe we'll say that's the the suited part maybe like the pair of queens would be um nextera and emerson electric <laughs> maybe Emerson. kind of like because they're both kind of in the industrials kind of uh, form of things um i'm also been adding to kind of this is my other this is maybe a better pair of queens ready mm -hmm. and i know it's so simple but johnson and johnson <laughs> and united health yeah i mean two that are in the healthcare, two that are absolutely top behemoth. of the top established and I'm not I mean, overthinking it. That's why I'm saying, I know when people are probably listening, they're like, what's with these boring, and you can have your owns, you know, bring out your own. What's with these boring picks? But it's like, when you're playing poker, you don't overthink pair of kings. You don't overthink. Now, if you lay it down and there's, you know, an ace and the 10 offsuit, then you got to start thinking. But I've just been thinking that, you know, I'm just going to keep adding to my Johnson & Johnson, United Health, Old Dominion, Waste Management, 
um, you know, Visa, MasterCard. These are well-established companies that um, I, I, I just love adding to them. And it's, I've been doing it all year and I've been doing it start, part of last year. And I'm going to continue to keep doing it all year. That was kind of my uh, my kind of six pack I wanted to lay on you there. I mean, of those uh, old dominions, the the only one that I I don't own. And I mean, we can go back to the archives and listen to our podcast, and we've talked about all these companies and and the fact that I own United Healthcare. I think it's just the perfect play for uh, the healthcare space as a, as a as a whole. I mean, the industry is only growing, and coverage insurance plans are only becoming more expensive for coverage. So I think uh, United Healthcare benefits from that, but also that they just, they buy back a lot of their shares outstanding and they continue to raise the the dividend. I think it's it's been at least 10 plus years that they've, they've done it. And I would say as far as those other companies do, MasterCard has raised their dividend for 10 years, at least Visa, Old Dominion's in that. So that's really, when I start to look at companies and I think you and I are on the same page as far as companies that, are paying dividends are high quality companies. So that's kind of like my jumping off point. I like to see 10 years of, uh, of dividend growth. That's called a, a dividend uh, achiever once you've reached that status of, of at least 10 years. And um, also all those companies I think have been producing positive cash flow for the last 10 years as well. Well, and I'll uh, just rattle off. I'm still adding to Nextera. I'm still adding to a Berkshire. I'm still adding to... Um, a little bit of some ADP too. I've been adding because I think they're kind of a a moat by themselves as well too. But those are kind of my six stocks that just make me thinking. I'm not overthinking it. Mm-hmm. You got the Visa, the Mastercard, United Health, Johnson Johnson. They're splitting off their Tylenol um, division, you know, and everything you just mentioned. And I, I don't really have a, a stock pick as I kind of we we talked about last year. This is just more of this is what I'm going to be adding to this year and. I'm sure at the end of the year, there's going to be other stocks that are going to outperform them. But um, I feel that this is going to be a long-term play for me for the, the, not even this year, but for the next couple of years, without a doubt. And I can buy with confidence. Are you, um, are you, are you adding to, um, to FedEx and and Cisco at all anymore? Or have you switched? uh, Okay. I am. Um, So my core, and it's so hard to, you said it best. It was hard to find a stock that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like with um, uh, Visa and MasterCard, instead of dumping all of it into FedEx, I'm kind of splitting it with FedEx, Old Dominion. And really just that's what the beauty with um, really fractional shares, you know, and the, they do the math for you. You can even, you know, I like Charles Schwab, their stock slices. Mm-hmm. You can even pick 20 stocks and you give it, $10,000 and you submit it and it evenly does it all the work yeah. for you. So to your point, um, a lot of it depends on um, really what my positions are, but I think, you know, Cisco is another thing. I'm sure people are already probably tuning off because I don't have the hot growth stock that's going to go up 40% for the year. And you give me a hard time, which is fine. I, I welcome it of, you know, it pays a dividend and you're paid to wait, but paid for what, but I like the Cisco's. I like that. It's going to be a slow climb this year and I'll take it, but I'm also might probably not going to lose. Now I don't want to say I can't lose 40%. Like we lost with Google down uh, 48% for Amazon. You can lose money with well um, performing stocks, but Cisco, FedEx, old dominion, Apple, Chipotle, home Depot, waste management, Procter and Gamble. Um, I'm adding to all of those. 
Um, so yes, I still am adding to Cisco because I, I like, sorry if I'm rambling on here, but I like to have the best of the best in every possible industry. I mean, I don't have a, so. I don't have a problem with, with Cisco at all. I mean, 2000 is a different story when it was trading at outrageous multiples and didn't justify that valuation. But I mean, 20 some odd years later, it's still the leader in, in uh, IT hardware and it, it's an established brand and produces tons of cash. And it also has uh, raised its dividend for at least 10 consecutive years. And as I said, that's should be a good jumping off point. But um, also, I was just going to say too, because this is something that I remember we talked about once too. And um, this is one of the ones we looked at it differently was what months the stocks actually pay their dividends. I think across the board, more often than not, you will see companies that pay it um, at the would be the end of every fiscal quarter, like the uh, the in the month of March, June, uh, September, and December. But what I started thinking about at some point is that ideally the the whole reason that we're investing now is to prepare ourselves long-term for our future, for our retirement. And at some point, I don't, I think that, that I will be not reinvesting my dividends in the stock will be some point where I would like to use that cash to, to live off of or do whatever. So the thought of trying to spread out that, that dividend income, and instead of having it bunched up where I was getting just uh, what is hopefully large payments, maybe only every quarterly that if you have enough quality companies that you could be getting a little bit of cash every single month. So that's the way I was looking at that is preparing for somewhere down the road, 20, 30 years that, that those dividends will provide income every single month. And if you can find high quality companies that do that every month, even better. So if you think about just um, Cisco, FedEx and uh, ADP, which is something like 40 plus years, those all would pay in the, uh, in the first month in January and then uh, April, October and the, uh, uh, forget in July, but it's just the way. And then MasterCard, you have stuff that's paying in the second month, Procter and Gamble and so on. And then the other companies like Old D. So you're getting a nice, nice round uh, amount that you'd be possibly every, every single month going forward too, which I also like. Cause there's the nothing, only thing I mean, that, realistically that... looking every, it's always it nice when you just get dividends. Isn't that like one of the best feelings is when that dividend comes in and whether it's just automatically reinvested or you're deciding to nothing like the feel like it. And I should get better at this where you kind of forget and you're like, Oh, Starbucks just paid their yeah. dividends. Oh, target paid theirs. I, um, the only stock of everything we're talking about, not that you were asking me, but you know, ADP, uh, home Depot, Cisco, I know we're talking about my stuff, portfolio here, Visa, MasterCard. FedEx is still, if, if, I, if I had to pick one with my least conviction, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel great about Procter & Gamble. Berkshire, I'm already up 13% since I've been buying it. Um, I, I'm, I, it's, we're going to look back and it's going to be trading at 450 before we know it. Waste management, we talk about that. MasterCard, all that stuff. But FedEx... I, I don't know about the new CEO. Um, I, I don't know if the dividend is safe. Yeah. You know, I, really I think MasterCard's have. safe, but I wouldn't be surprised if we look back and show, wow, FedEx hasn't increased their dividend yeah. for 20 years straight. J- the FedEx too. I, I agree with this and I still have it in my portfolio and I, you do. I'm still adding to it, but it is the one too, that I would say the exact same thing. When I see a company that, that, I mean, I don't know what it was. Their last dividend raise was it close to, to double the amount. Yeah, I would actually. I don't prefer, like that. Yeah. I would for. I mean, speaking with the uh, with the poker analogy, 
um, if you know you got the if you got the nuts already, I mean, why go all in right away? Why don't you just make a few small bets, see if you can get to keep somebody on the hook, and then you can always go in all in later. I, I just don't like that move of raising it because the the possibility, especially in what we found since the pandemic, a business that is very choppy in the sense that yep. uh, freight and logistics very very demanding, supply chain issues, inflation, everything else. So it could be up and down. And if you look at a a chart of their their earnings and their cash flow, it's very lumpy like that, up and down. It's not yep. consistently. And I feel the dividend will follow suit. Times are good. They, they will raise it. And if it turns bad, that's the first thing they're going to cut is that dividend. So I'd much rather have them keep cash on hand and just continue to incrementally raise it. Well, and I was looking back at, um, I, I forgot the article, but Warren Buffett's uh, companies he sold in 2018, mm-hmm. 2019, um, you know, Wells. Wells Fargo, um, GE, you know, there's a couple that were staples for years and it's okay if that's why, you know, you've got to make sure to do time and effort for your company. Don't just buy it blindly, but I wouldn't be, and who knows, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if 36 months down the line, I don't own FedEx. Um, I would still like to hold it. It's just as, um, yep. It's a, it's a core position. Maybe I get to that point where I'm not adding as much, or maybe I would trim it and, and add to something else. But I do think as far as a, a well-rounded portfolio for just, at least me, there's, there's a place for, for something for, uh, for, for freight and for, uh, for logistics. Well, let me ask you a question then. Mm-hmm. Buy, sell, and hold old, and old D man. I'm excited about that, but old dominion, FedEx or waste management. Um, in that case, I would be, I would probably, and, and this is one of those ones weird because I don't owe Little Dominion, but I would actually buy it. But I'm, I'm to that point where my, my portfolio is just so saturated that I'm trying not to add, but I think Old Dominion is actually the one to keep buying. And then Waste Management Hold and FedEx is, is yep. the one I, is one I'd sell, which is weird because my portfolio, I own uh, Waste Management and FedEx. And I just, I don't know, life's too short to not buy the stocks that I want to own. I probably added a little bit more than I probably should. I'm To your point, I'm adding too much. Um, some of these new positions, but life's too short. I want to own Old Dominion, man. I, I want to own Nextera. I want to own Costco, you know, and these are all well-performing companies and I'm just adding to them more in the last, we'll, we'll see, you know, the last couple months and I continue, I'm going to add to them in the future. I kind of think having a, you know, a Home Depot, Costco target is kind of better than just having target. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, you know, and and that's where, you know, I'm I'm still buying my, some ETFs where I'm doing my, my uh, financials. I've been adding the consumer discretionaries. Um, You know, it's just, it's kind of like, you know, just going back to that. I'm just repeating myself with the MasterCard Visa. That's great. Just buying both of them as together, just, I think is going to be the right move. So if you're wrong, you know, I don't think one of them is going to not exist in 10 years, but it's good to kind of hedge a little bit. Yeah. And they process so many transactions and they make so much cash from, from each one of those two that I can see them raising their dividend. They have a big runway and that's the other thing. Which came very first? Conservative. Which one? Uh, Visa or MasterCard? Uh, MasterCard came public first. 2006. I know, but which company was started first? Oh, um, yeah, Visa was the actual one that's been around. 70, 1976. We'll have Tom check it out, and I believe uh, America or uh, 
MasterCard was uh, 1979. Why no American thinking, Express? Couldn't you call I, them the Three Amigos? Um, yes, you could. And uh, this is one where I thought would be so I, I would do this so perfectly again, right back to my whole um, wanting dividend dividends for for every single month. Uh, the way it works out is that American Express would pay in in February and in May and August and November, like uh, like MasterCard does and Visa is in uh, is in March, June, September and uh, December. It'd be nice if one of those actually paid in January, uh, April, October, and, uh, and, no, and, uh, I'm forgetting July, but then you would, from those three, you would have dividends every month and you could almost just make a, a single portfolio, just three stocks like that, because those three almost encompass everything else. There's no other business that we usually talk about that doesn't have some form of payment from, from, uh, from those credit card companies. Even and maybe it was the, I, I have a correction too. So I'm kind of right, kind of wrong. Visa was technically formed um, in 19... Well, what it was, was Bank of America card. Mm-hmm. Bank of America card program was turned into, renamed as Visa in 1976. But it had been, the network had been around, because I want to say it was before that, that the Bank of America tried credit cards in some area in California way back in the 60s wasn't it yeah well b of a gave up direct control of the bank americard program which is then renamed as visa like american express was 1850 uh, mastercard was 1966 real quick rapid fire paypal what year you got that it was created yep um this goes back to the uh even before the the eBay day. So I was going to say something like 99. Even nice. 1998. Okay. What about yeah. the diners club? Remember the diners club? Diners club card. I always think of planes, trains, and automobile. Like yeah. they, they talk about the diners club. It's just like, I got this nice Timex watch. Here's uh, a good one. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's in 1976 I, national bank. America became visa in 1979. MasterCard was formed. Before it was called MasterCard, the company was formed as the Interbank Card Association. There was so. a time, too, where it was actually called Master Charge. I remember when I was a kid, my mom always say, said Master Charge. She didn't say MasterCard. I feel like those two were interchanged. It was the same thing, the same logo, but she always said it is Master Charge. The Master Charge credit card. Yeah. Uh, I'm not finding it. But you're right. It is kind of weird that they went public in 2015s, you know, like right around that same time, right? 2013, 2015. Yeah. I mean, it was right around the, uh, it's right before the great financial crisis. I think the MasterCard went and Visa was shortly after, but companies that were so incredibly established and already made so much money. If, uh, if I look back to that time period and we've talked about all the things that we could have, could have bought, those are the ones that, that I should have just because it was They're so obvious. Yeah. It, looking so back, obvious. hindsight's perfect, but in those businesses weren't going anywhere. And another good example during a town, ta- uh, downturn, how many people were just using their, I mean, their credit cards. Well, and that's kind of where I, you know, that was my whole kind of point here is that kind of trying to use, and I don't know if it worked or not, but using my analogy here with 
with you know pokers that let's not overthink it you got pocket aces you're in the game why i don't have mastercard and visa in my portfolio i know i have exposure to it but you know why i don't have it is is just you know and it, it's it's kind of a no-brainer for me if you look back to even december of 2021 to now now it's still up 10 percent, and i'm just looking more from you know july of 2021 to now it's still down only 10 percent. so you're not gonna it's not gonna rip your face off but you know i think you can i'm feeling confident buying it just like my mm -hmm. johnson and johnson and my united health and um all the companies we talked about i think this is a little bit of a boring pot i, I wish i had some some flashy growth stock that has an upside of six forty percent and i don't have that i don't know what to tell you i mean but it's still i mean i think they're still growing it at, at a double digit clip and i mean there's a lot of technology that still goes into both visa and mastercard so you could spin it as a uh, as a tech company maybe it's not the sexiest but still yeah you can't go wrong holding those. In fact, it's uh, one of my kids, my youngest, his, I think his largest position in his portfolio is MasterCard. See, can't argue with that. I was because it is the new year and I'm not trying to bag on anyone. I never want people to lose money, but I just realized what Rivian was trading at. It's got to be down a lot, isn't it? Well, let's see here. From November of 2021 to current, it's down 86%. Yeah. I remember when we were talking at 150 and there was talk about, I know this is a weird segue, but mm -hmm. there was talk about, you know, is this the next Tesla? And here that's down almost 90%. That's crazy. Speaking of, um, speaking of Tesla, I sold that of my Tesla. All of it? I did. So did my, do you know when my, my oldest sold all of his, when he found out he lied about his diploma <laughs> or his degree, excuse me. Mm -hmm. I, um, I've been watching a lot of it. I mean, ever since, uh, Elon took over, uh, Twitter and what a mess that's become, I've really started, uh, trying to pay attention more, not the things he's partly what he says, but what, what he does. I mean, as we, as anybody tell you saying and doing are two different things. And uh, for so long, I, um, part of my, my thesis on Tesla was that one, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a car company long-term with the, uh, mm -hmm. with the uh, solar panels and energy and just batteries. But then the other part of that was just that Elon Musk is this revolutionary genius, but the more I read about him and, Watched uh, tons of stuff on on YouTube of people that actually break down his history, and it's really just made me question: Is he really the um, the the smartest the smartest guy? And I'm not questioning his intelligence. He's probably, I mean, I don't know if he really is a genius level IQ, but this is this is also one of the things he's thinking is that supposedly he has like 150 IQ, and I was just thinking but there's no, no record of this. And I mean, it's, it's never been proven. It's just said that he took an IQ test at one point, he tested off the charts, but there's just nothing that ever really shows that. But when I think about his companies, he didn't start PayPal. He was just, 
did a he wrote code and his code was was bought by PayPal and he eventually worked his way into the CEO office and he changed their bylaws that it is now written in there that says that he is a co-founder of PayPal but he's not he didn't, he didn't start Tesla, start Tesla. he just again was an early inv investor from his PayPal money but now he's also done that where he's this and mm -hmm. you've got SpaceX is really the the only company that he really did start himself but at this point he hasn't send anybody to to mars i mean most of his stuff is from government contracts his his hyperloop company i think when was the last time you heard of the talk of the hyperloop from san francisco to to la it's i don't know where it's at and is near link so i'm starting to to wonder it's just like maybe he's not the the uh the best guy to be running every single company but really what sealed it was just this idea that he's seems very narcissistic in the sense that I'm the only person that can do this, whatever the business is, whatever the company is, it needs me. I need to be the face of it. I need to be in charge. And uh, it just, I started feeling icky with all the stuff he was doing with, uh, with Twitter, other comments that he's made, his political views. So this time I sold out of Tesla just for my own reason. And it was basically, I'm just not crazy about Elon Musk. And uh, I, I just, didn't want to be in uh, partnered up with them because as a owners of the company, part owners, there's no other way to look at it that that I was partnered up with them. And it's just like, do I really want to be in business with somebody that I don't really think is a great person? Just well, my own personal views. My take is um, sometimes some of the best selling a stock at a loss is sometimes some of the best decisions you mm -hmm. can make. And I, and look, I've, I've made some mistakes. Of course, I've never owned Tesla. I've never wanted to own Tesla. I still think it's down 60%. Um, and I still think it's overvalued. Yeah. I, I'm not going to get as detailed as you. I just don't like it that I want it to where, you know, when Howard Schultz is at Starbucks, he's a hundred percent dealing mm -hmm. with Starbucks. It's Bob Iger's bike back at Disney. He's spending all this time at Disney and, I like my CEOs as boring as it may sound to spend all their time making sure that the company that they are representing and running is going to be their number one priority. And I think there's a, when you're you, I'm sure Tesla suffered when he was trying going through the whole Twitter thing. And I, I never wanted any piece of it. And I got to be honest, I have an ETF, um, the, the, uh, the Vanguard's consumer discretionary VCR and Tesla's the third largest position. And there's so many great stocks, Amazon, Nike, Lululemon, uh, you know, uh, Home Depot, Costco. And then you see Tesla and I am like, I just, I don't, I've never owned it and I never probably will. And I, I mean, this is, I mean, I, I don't see a reason why what would ever change for me to want to own it again, even mm -hmm. if if Elon Musk stepped down from the company or the board ousted them and there was new leadership. I mean, part of it is that they're so heavily dependent on government subsidies from from uh, uh, tax credits for energy efficiency. But I don't know if that's going to be the case. I, I mean, I realize that. Uh, less of a carbon footprint is good for you and I, for everybody, for the, for the planet as a whole. But at some point, I don't know if those tax credits uh, stop as uh, electric vehicles from all the, the major manufacturers become more prevalent, but 
when you just look at it, and this has always been the case that it's insanely valued, but what if you look at the cost of revenue for how many cars Tesla puts out and sells compared to um, GM and, and uh, Ford and Toyota, it's, it's not even close. So just putting on my valuation lens too, it, it, I, I can't justify owning, owning Tesla now that I've ruled out that, that before my, my reasoning was based on Elon Musk and he's just, he sees everything out that, that, that you and I don't and nobody else does. Well, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Um, And this just, this is the main reason I've never owned Tesla. Have you ever owned Ford? No. Have you ever owned GM? No. Okay. And you haven't owned those because they're automobiles. Yeah. That's the reason I've never owned any of those two. Um, I one time looked up GM and that was it. But other than that, I've mocked Ford. Um, I, we've always joked about it. Uh, GM's the same thing. Tesla to me is the same thing. Airlines, crypto, mm-hmm. and automobiles are just something that I just don't want to deal with. And and one of my big moves was, you know, the best thing that's ever happened. The best. You know what the greatest thing about crypto is? What's that? You get to write it off as a loss. <laughs> and uh, I dumped all my crypto. Um, and you can say, hey, and and I'm, you know. In 10 years, you can be like, wow, I can't believe you did that. You're a total idiot. I took my net proceeds, and that's what I used to buy Visa, MasterCard, all those stocks we've been talking about all day. Well, well, not only that, but I mean, in some way or another, that and I, the cryptocurrency, I don't know if it's going to be anything, whether we're talking Bitcoin, Ethereum, or any of the other coins out there. But I think the thing that has been shown by most um financial uh leaders and and people like even like Jamie Dimon has said that it's it's not the the cryptocurrency itself the underlying technology of the blockchain now there's something there and there probably is a future with that and Visa and MasterCard and even PayPal to an extent have made investments in, in blockchain technology so, so you could also look at it too just by owning Visa and MasterCard that you're getting some piece of the technology of cryptocurrency that actually has value now whether it's smart contracts i don't i don't know or what it will be but everybody universally sees, seems to believe that there is value in blockchain technology yep i agree um absolutely and that's just where you know i, I think people can go back and i'm sure i'll get some hate mail for if you listen to the pod of my four favorite stocks last year which i still own and I still like them, you know, Procter and Gamble targets been hit hard, but you know, with crypto, is crypto going to come back in 40%? I don't know. Is Google, which is down 40%, 52 week average. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Google, unfortunately, Google and Amazon, which are stocks that we've always touted are down huge. And I've been adding more to them. Um, and I'm going to continue to add, add to those. And um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm well, just saying, well, hang in there I, I with mean, Google. Can, I'm hanging in there. I, I mean, I can finish off what you're thinking in the sense that whether you're talking Google that's down, I don't, over over 40% or or whatever yep. it is, or Visa Massacre. These are companies that are assets in the sense that they produce goods and services that you and I buy and therefore have uh, cash flows and they can decide to keep that money in the bank, pay down debt or pay dividends or, or buy back their shares. So there's a tangible asset there. 
with cryptocurrency, and I'll be the first to admit that I definitely got caught up in the in the height of it and and in FOMO. But it's not as if people were not saying this all along. It's like, what? Why is cryptocurrency an asset? It doesn't produce cash flows at this point. You're just looking for somebody to pay more for it than what you you paid for it. It's it's not really a currency yet that we're using to. Um, to buy and sell things or trade uh, the whole hedge against inflation. That really, I don't think is held true when we look where inflation yeah. is at and where, where crypto is at. So it took me a lot longer to get to the point of just realizing that what, what smart people like Warren Buffett were saying and, and many others is just, what do you do with crypto? And I've researched this. I've looked at videos, I asked people, I mean, you and I, we have house payments. We have, uh, we have to buy groceries. We buy gas. We, energy bills what is the use case that i can use my cryptocurrency to to do any of that the I, if i wanted to do that we'd have to go to our exchange sell it cash it into us dollars and then do it so is that really any better than the current fiat system we have right now and maybe there will be a day where everything is in cryptocurrency but i've yet to to find the reason of just how it is that that cryptocurrency will help me pay for my monthly expenses better than than the US dollar right now and even more so using my credit card and then paying my credit card bill and that's just going back to kind of the theme and you know the theme I'll be probably saying all year and what I've been saying last year is just investing in companies that are in the top of their class generate tons of revenue and th this is a great time to be buying them Mm -hmm. I mean, market closed down 20%, right? It was official Yeah, down 20% for 2022. I have no idea what 2023 is going to hold. We could see another 20%, no problem. CPI came out today. Inflation is cooling down for the sixth month in a row. There's been a little bit of a rally from you know the, the short trading days that we've had, but it's kind of like I said last year, and I, you know, I'm not going to regret having too much Amazon or too much, Visa, MasterCard, all these companies we were talking about. FedEx, maybe, but that's for another pod. I mean, there's still, still a place for, for that in a well-rounded portfolio. And I, what I've really tried to do is, is like you, uh, I still have uh, my, my growth stocks. I mean, I still have plenty of Amazon, Mercado Libre, Netflix, Shopify, and those things are, are down well over 50%. Now, my hope is that given enough time that some of those will survive and thrive and will will make new highs. And that's what I'm trying to remind myself too, is that mm -hmm. some of these high growth stocks, are, all you need is a little bit, a little bit, and it takes off to the moon, you're in good shape. And if it goes to zero, well, you only lost a little bit. So I really am like you trying to concentrate my portfolio of like 25, just high quality blue chip dividend stocks. Right. Those are the ones I'm going to continue to add to. Just leave the growth stuff alone and let time work its magic with those. But that's, I agree. And that's a good way to maybe summarize and finish up this pod is I've still own Shopify. Mm -hmm. I still own Amazon. I still own Kathy um, Woods Arc Fund, yep. which has all growth stocks in them, you know, uh, very concentrated. But um, I'm probably not adding to those mm -hmm. as, with as much. And, I, and I'll take, if I lose out on, on a couple of huge, if there's one or two that make it out of there um, and I, I'm not going to look back and think, I wish I was adding more to it. Um, so I agree with you. I think, I think I still think to our going back to all of our episodes, 
I think having 5% of your portfolio in speculation, mm -hmm. which you can maybe even put Shopify, unfortunately, in there, which I yeah. do own it. Um, I think that's fine to do that in there. And yeah. uh, so it's a company that's grown, growing its revenue and got way ahead of itself during the pandemic. But but so many, so many companies did. But even even at that time, it still wasn't really wasn't uh was still having more expenses than than anything so it still wasn't cash flow positive and uh that's really one of the other things too that i really think about is cash is is king the um those companies that during 2020 that uh still still made money those are the ones that really if you know you can do it during that time there's probably many situations where you can and those those younger companies that were that were growing so fast i mean those those revenues look great, those earnings, but it really didn't didn't trickle all the way down to the to the bottom line. And uh companies like Visa and MasterCard, they sure still made a lot of cash during 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 well, that. Sometimes time. it's good to to learn some of that stuff. That's why you never want to invest more that you're not willing to lose. And sometimes you got to find the lessons that you've, you know, discovered on some of those. And Anyway, I know uh, that's kind of all I had for, you know, today is just kind of recapping what I'm looking to buy. Maybe next episode, I kind of felt like I dominated this with what I've been buying that we can uh, peel back the curtain with uh, what you're planning on adding to for yeah, we 2023 can, in your portfolio. We can do, yeah, we can do a little teaser now for the listeners. I, um, at the, uh, at the very beginning of the, the year, I just, uh, I, I just looked at my portfolio and looked at all the stocks that I own that, uh, that paid dividends. And I basically just rebalanced. So we can, we can go over that list, but cool. I was just like, now's a good time, right? Right at the beginning of the year. So that's the nice thing with fractional shares. It was very easy to do that. So I just rebalanced to start equally weighted. And now I'm curious to see how they do over time. And then I would just continue adding to those companies as well. Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to, uh, we will save it for next week's pod, but that's kind of where my new positions of visa mastercard um old dominion adp um and uh but anyway the ones we've been talking i'm drawing a blank johnson and johnson united mm -hmm. health that i'm actually adding the same exact amount to all those it'll be interesting to see in you know 36 months or three to five years which one's going to be kind of taken taken take taking the winning for it so Let's uh, end on that. And I think next next episode, let's dive into your um, exactly what you just said. I'm looking forward to it. Sounds like a plan. I'll talk to you soon then. All right. Take care. Happy New Year. Yeah. You got right your back Christmas you. stuff down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the rule, right? Is that, uh, again, this is always how it was in my household. Uh, Christmas stuff goes up on day after thanksgiving yep and I then agree. it comes comes down halftime of the rose bowl that's always yeah. how my dad did it just halftime of the rose bowl you take the lights and the tree down that's i that's like how it. it is i that's exactly what i do it i mean <laughs> i you know if it's the sugar bowl i'll let it slide i agree love it all right take care we'll see you later all right talk to you later bud if you have any questions about any of what we've talked about today or something we missed feel free to reach out to us on twitter at two buds talk stocks or on gmail at two buds talk stocks and occasionally we post pictures on instagram at two buds talk stocks and if you listen to us on a platform like apple where you can leave a rating or review please do so it might help bump us up in the algorithm and get more listeners until next time thanks for listening